Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys once again for joining us out there. I know that <clears throat> many of you listened last week, and I am so hoping that you'll stay this week. You'll remember what went on. I had Victor Inahosa with me, and Victor is our one of our chaplains. He is going to be taking over in about a year as from Pastor Mooney, who's been with us forever. But that doesn't mean he's waiting that year and a half. He is full-fledged all the way in, teaching, handling some of the troubles, trying to counsel with some of our guys. It's kind of a new experience for him because even when you're trained, well-educated, grounded, founded in the Word of God, every situation that you come to is vastly different. So if you're going to go be the pastor in New South Wales, it's going to be different than in Scotland or Canada or Arizona. And certainly, if you're coming from a church background, to come to a rescue mission, however you want to couch that, where you're going to deal with the homeless, the drug-addicted, the mentally ill, is going to be vastly different than anything that you have in your past experience. And you can see the homeless situation on TV. You can even experience it when somebody's panhandling from you. You can drive past it every day. But until you work with homeless folks and you work with people just coming out of prison, people that are desperately coming to the mission because they want to be freed from the enslaving sin of addiction, you really don't know what it's like to work one-on-one, face-to-face with folks that have been, in most our situations, things that we have never encountered in our youth or in our experience. And so Victor is coming back on the show with me, and and what we're going to do is this is the first time he's come on the show, and I want his perspective, and we've been getting it, on how it looks to him when he comes to the mission— And then we're going to come back in three or four months, and we're going to have him back on the show and see if there's any perspective he's gained. One of the things that I think that we need to understand is that no matter how you, as I started to allude to earlier, no matter how good your education is, no matter how good and grounded and founded you are, it does not entirely equip you for a situation like the mission. (laughs) Correct, Victor? Yes. Yes. A quote that comes to mind, the great theologian Mike Tyson said, Oh, yes. Uh, Everyone has a plan until he gets punched in the face. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's true. And uh, yes, I think that when reality meets expectation, we sometimes reach disappointment, right? True. Yeah. So what was your expectation coming to the mission? If you could quantify it a little bit for us. Yeah, I I think I can simply put it in a word difficult. Mm-hmm. I think it would be difficult. I didn't know how difficult it would be. And like as we were walking in here this week, you know, I've been here for so long about about 4 weeks. Um but this <laughs> 
these last couple of days, this particular week has been heavy. It's been it's been hard in a new way. Um, and I think it's because I've started to grow in relationship with the men that I'm with. Yep. And as I'm disappointed because I expect them to do their homework or to be transparent and be vulnerable or if they say they have a relationship with Jesus and and yet they're in their walk, it takes a downturn or I think that's what made it so difficult is that I love I love these guys in a deep way. I know and, they do. And and when they when they slip or leave, right, which happens, um, just this past week a couple guys just left, walked mm. out. Um and we we want to see them walk with Jesus, not walk out of the mission. So I think I think that was the the difficult part um, is is the relational aspect of being oh, being hurt that way. So uh, I think I told you, maybe not. Uh, but the bottom line is, when I first got to the mission, I was teaching and counseling guys, and I would have huge hopes and expectations. And some of the guys would get to month eight. And I really knew uh, we're going to see this guy graduate. He's going on and he's doing things. And then I would come in and they had walked out and were laying on the sidewalk somewhere. And, Victor, I can't even tell you, people don't realize when you've invested in people and you really think you have somewhat of a naive outlook on how they're going to be impacted, right? Right. I've, I, you know, we're doing this. We're giving them the gospel. We're going through here, and they don't. You know, I used to sit in my office when that would happen. I felt crushed. You know, I don't understand, Lord. I thought you brought me here. Yeah. I, I'm failing. Yep. I felt that today. Yeah. But just like we believe in the perseverance of the saints, we need to be believing in the perseverance and that that it was never our job to make them stay. It was mm-hmm. our job to present the gospel to them and to counsel them with God's word. Amen. And they have a responsibility to listen and to take that into their heart. But you know what, Victor, by the time you have been here a while, you're going to have other stories, mm-hmm. stories of people that that needed your help, your hand, your arm around the shoulder, and maybe— Maybe the biggest thing you gave them wasn't something from your from a vast theological perspective, but a grace that came from your heart, hmm. a care that they can see in your eyes. And so when you feel that brokenness, you know, that's a good thing in a way, because when you stop feeling that crushing feeling when somebody leaves that you had poured part of your life in, then maybe there's a callus that's growing around your heart. Right. And we can't ever allow that to happen because, praise God, he never got a callus around his heart for all the times I failed him, right? So, but it's going to be way heavy on you, and it's not going to go away by tomorrow, (laughs) what you're feeling today. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and so if I may ask you, where do you go then with the unique burdens that you have to bear mm-hmm. as a man who works with people that you love that end up being transient, right? Um, abandoning the faith, um, mm-hmm. abandoning your care. Mm-hmm. What do you do? 
Well, the simple and easy question to say is you need to gather around you the men that you're working with, the people that are in pastoral care, those people that are are also struggling with the same kind of problems you are. Do you think that Eric hasn't had a tremendous amount of times of disappointment? Mm-hmm. I have had those times, and so have the other men. And then we need to never forget, and this has been a problem for me. My pastor, he died, you know, and I, I'm pastoring a church, but I no longer had him in my life to call and say, hey, you know, Jim, I, you know, I got this burden. One thing that you can't do is start to think of yourself as as a lone wolf in this struggle. The minute you think I can't I can't let my counselees, I can't let the people at the mission see that I am hurt and because it's a sign of weakness. I'm supposed to have the answers. You can have the answers, but it needs to move from the head into the heart. And so uh, I, I know this is maybe a little bit divergent from what we're talking about sure. on air, but the bottom line is I want you to know this from me to you. You can you can always come to my office, and sometimes I will learn the lesson that Job's friends never learned. I'll just sit and listen to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. So I'll always be there for you. And you know what? I might be the director of the mission. But let me tell you something. There'll be times I come to you too. Thank you. Because positionally, you can be the head of something. Doesn't give you all the answers. Mm-hmm. I failed many times. Right. You know, I fail. Let me see. When was the last time? What time is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, but we need to hold each other up. Right. You know, even Moses. I mean, Moses. And I'm not comparing myself to Moses. <laughs> But even Moses needed people to hold his hands up or arms up while the battle went on, right? right? Yeah, Eric, I think, said the other day um, when I first started that even counselors sometimes need counseling after counseling. So You know, even in the secular world, psychologists are required, right, to go to other psychologists to be evaluated, right? I didn't know that. And so, well, they're required, I believe, to go and be evaluated by another. Makes sense. Just because they're going to pick up all the hurts. And here's one of the dangers you're going to run into. You are a sensitive man, and I don't mean that in any derogatory way. Sure. That is a a must for a pastor, for a teacher, for a man who's working at the mission. There has to be a certain sensitivity. But what that can also mean is every hurt that the men have, you feel. And you take those on, and day after day, you start to to take on and you hold on to the things that are hurting them. And you got to be very careful that you express to other counselors and to other people at the mission those feelings and not take them home to your wife and to your beautiful little child. Makes so, complete sense. But— Here's the good news. You'll be able to do that. And truthfully, I wouldn't really want you to have come on board with us if if I thought you could just do the academics of it and abandon the heart issue of it, right? Absolutely. 
Uh, how transparent? Well, let me let me put it another way. How perceptive do you think these guys on the street and on our program, regardless of intelligence level, how perceptive are they at motives? Oh, I'm. They they can spot a liar from from miles away. Yeah, I've already I've already seen it. Um, there's some men in the program where they can they can feel when you're loving them out of duty. Yeah, not out of a heart that truly loves them, and yeah. and so it's it's a requirement to be diligent to pursue God so that He would allow me to love others as myself. And it's survival mode out there on yeah. the streets, and so they they know people. They have street smarts. Mm-hmm. That's that's so perceptive. They understand people so well. There was a one of my guys came to my office a couple days ago, and he said, "Hey Victor, how are you doing?" And I'm like, "Thanks, man. I I think I'm doing good. I, I appreciate you asking that." He's like, "Hey, I just want to let you know." that don't feel that you have to walk on eggshells. If if there's a hard truth you need to tell me, just tell me. Don't be afraid to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy, did he read my diary? It's it's amazing um, mm-hmm. for him to be able to read me. But I appreciated him. I, I can even learn from him. Of course um, And so I'm, I'm so, that's what makes me so excited about the, the mission. Uh, there's so much room for growth and so much to see God do. It's exciting. Let me tell you something. It, in all of life, we can learn from other people. They can be, uh, I have listened to radio shows and I've heard a preacher talking and you think, what did this guy, what is he, the preacher, at the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> and yet he said something so profound in, in the middle that you go, I never thought of it that way. Right. And these guys do have a perception. That's why I've told people, if you find a, a person out on the street and they're not, they're not the most intelligent person you ever met, you better be careful because they know how to manipulate and they know how to live on the street because you said it. Hmm. It's survival for them. Hmm. And so you got to be upfront and real. It doesn't mean you need to roll over or play dead for them. Yeah. Or be sickeningly sweet when they really need to have a rebuke. Right. But you have to, through that all, you have to actually care. Yeah, I appreciate that. But isn't that what it requires in our churches, too? Absolutely. You know, if you're just doing it from some perfunctory motion, I'm just going to do this because I have to do this, but I really don't like this person. Mm -hmm. By the way, just a little adjunct here. Let, we'll take a little uh, detour. You know, yeah, a little detour. If you uh, really can't stand somebody, if you're really angry with somebody right now, right now, I'm talking to all of you out there and our own hearts, start praying for them. Mm-hmm. Pray for them diligently every day. And no, not, Lord, when you strike them <laughs> with lightning, may it be quick. No imprecatory prayers. Yeah. You pray for them with all your heart, for their salvation, for their well-being, for whatever comes along. And, you know, I can guarantee that after a few weeks of praying for somebody diligently, 
your heart will be softened towards that individual. You cannot take somebody before the throne of God and still continue to have that hard, beast-like heart, right? Absolutely. Yeah, God calls us to love our enemies, and he exemplified that by him loving us, right? Romans 5, even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us. And when it says, you know, to give your enemy food and to give him drink, for this will heap coals upon his head, he didn't mean that's your attitude towards it. He simply meant when he said it, when you act like that, when you do not take the world's point of view, their own conscience, they see you treating them with love, care, consideration, kindness, their hearts burn as if uh, burning coals. If, on the other hand, you're doing it so they'll get burning coals, (laughs) no, again, wrong motivation, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And so the primary thing that we need to start off with is we need to start off understanding that, guess what, that guy out on the street is every bit the center that you and I are too. Exactly. And guess what? Nobody comes to God any differently than you did or me did. It doesn't matter what our background was, right? Absolutely. That was one of the big, maybe, misconceptions, I think, um, at least maybe for me in the past when thinking about UGM, is that, oh, there's murderers, there's drug dealers, there's these kinds of people, and so... You can almost get in this. Politicians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lawyers. Uh, no. um, and, and you can get the, in this this mentality that there's another gospel for a murderer. Mm-hmm. There's another, go- there's a separate gospel for a drug dealer. And there's a different gospel for me who yeah. performs the respectable sins. That's not true. Jesus needed to shed just as much blood for them as he did for me. It's exactly right. And when we take that haughty, uh, well, I'm not as bad as that guy. Guess what? If you transgress the law in one area, Mm -hmm. you transgress the whole of the law, and you're worthy of, you're guilty, and that sentence is death Mm -hmm. automatically. And guess what? God didn't just sweep it under the carpet. He didn't just say, well— Okay, if you come to Christ, we're going to we're going to just let you slide on that. No. It cost a horrible price. Mm-hmm. The penalty had to be paid, and it could only be paid by one perfect individual who never had any sin and that's Jesus. Amen. And so, he died for their sins cuz they were really bad, and so are you, and right. so am I. Yeah, that kind of attitude reminds me of the the Pharisee, yep. right, that says, you know, thank you, God, that I'm tithing all of this. I'm, I'm not like this guy. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not like that guy. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of people view the the needy. I think that's true. But, you know, that goes on to uh, talk about the fact that that the tax collector stood afar and he he just beat his chest because he had something that the Pharisee didn't have. He knew he was a sinner, right. and he knew what he deserved. That's right. And he went before God contritely. And, you know, that's why the Bible says that God opposes the proud, but he gives mercy and grace and uplifts those that are, are you know, humble. Amen. And humility, by the way, is not something that you can just say, oh, you know, I'm— I'm I'm really humble. I realize it. No, because God sees through that stuff too. Mm-hmm. 
so I, I am absolutely with you. There's no difference between the Greek. There's no <laughs> difference between the Scythian or the, the, the Greek, the slave. Or, mm-hmm. None of those things matter at the foot of the cross. Amen. But guess what? The proud and the arrogant, the person who is in the penthouse and the person who is just as corrupt as the other person is going to the same hell. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Because you're poor and lowly and you've suffered in this life, don't think that gets you out of the same condemnation as the other guy. The only thing that will ever make a difference is Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so we want to give these guys, we we can't make somebody believe. Right. When somebody comes to me and says, uh, how many people have you saved, Pastor? I counted up. Yeah, oh, yeah, none. Because mm-hmm. I was never capable of saving me, let mm-hmm. alone anybody else. That's right. And so, uh, you know, we've got about three minutes. Is there anything that, that is on your heart that you'd like to, you know, float out there? How would you encourage churches to get involved with with UGM? Are That's there excellent are, are there needs? Anything that we can ask of them? Well, first of all, uh, yes, there are always needs, and they can call Eileen at four four seven three two six eight. Just ask for Eileen. She does all the things as far as volunteers for the women's clothes closet for events that we have. And then uh, they can also call if they're a church and they want to get involved. I would suggest that if you want to know more about the Union Gospel Mission, why don't you give us a call? Why don't you come down and let us give you a tour of what we do? You can see the inner workings, the efforts we've made to physically transform the building and meet some of the guys that are working diligently to change our program for a more Christ-like program. And yes, I think we've always had a Christ-honoring program, but we want to we refine it just like our own walk of sanctification. We just need to get a little bit better every day, right? right. And so I will personally be glad to give you guys a tour. I can get uh, one of our people to go around and, and give a tour, and then you get to meet some of the guys like Victor. And uh, like Ralph and like Jeremy and Eric and and the people that are really on ground level talking to these guys, loving these guys and caring about them. It's worth it every minute. So uh, one last question, though. Now, you've been counseling with these guys. They never frustrate you, do they? (laughs) (laughs) No, never. (laughs) Just like I never frustrate the Lord. Yeah. Uh, Amen. Uh, Again, I frustrate the Lord occasionally, <laughs> and I only have to look at my watch and say, well, I don't know if I did it this this past 10 minutes, but somewhere. Somewhere. And here, I give you my guarantee. If I have never let you down, I will. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're all in process. Yep. I won't mean to, and neither will Victor, but guess what? Give us grace and forgiveness. And Amen. We're we're prepared to give grace and forgiveness to those around us, too. Lots of it. And so the byword for us is always the same. If you're hurting and you're broken, Jesus has the answer, 
and find a good, healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing church. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.